Last week, Crime Stoppers of Houston hosted the annual statewide conference for Texas Campus Crime Stoppers groups. During the conference, students who believe in the mission of Crime Stoppers and anonymous reporting to keep their peers and communities safe were provided all kinds of learning experiences about current trends and issues on school campuses like cyberbullying, drugs, theft, and more. At this year's event, we were thrilled to have local Houston startup Parent ProTech present on cyber safety, and we also had the opportunity to record an informative podcast episode with Parent ProTech co-founder Brock Murphy and creative director Joshua Adams. Parent ProTech equips students, families, and educators to safely navigate technology. We're thrilled to have Brock and Joshua with us, who met as interns at the White House, and now they're the voices behind the organization. In addition to working at the White House, Brock also spent time working with Elon Musk as an executive assistant at SpaceX before co-founding Parent ProTech. Joshua, on the other hand, is a skilled and passionate storyteller with a background and YouTube channel management. Together, they make the perfect team. Let's jump into our conversation with Brock and Joshua. This is The Balanced Voice. So this is like one of my, you everybody knows one of my most favorite topics to dive into, which is online safety, social media management, all of that stuff, because while we deal with so many different issues at Crime Stoppers, this is, this is the one that like affects every single family, every single place we go, and in every single way. And um, I would say it's like universally the biggest issue we face as a society. So Parent Protect, you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to it's have to you guys. Thank you, thank you. Our location is, I don't know where we are in Houston, to be very honest. Somewhere off the Northwest North Freeway, Loop. isn't that what they call this thing? North, yes, North, North Loop, Loop, Northwest Freeway. I have no idea where we are. Yeah. But we are at the Texas Campus Conference, and we're so thrilled. The state of Texas has these conferences to really educate student ambassadors, kids who are, like, bought into the notion of public safety, which is so great. And Jen and I are here this morning. Um, I'll speak tonight. Jen will speak tomorrow. But we're so happy that you guys just wrapped up your presentation. And so before we dive into it, Brock, you started you started Parent Protect two years ago 2021 officially so three going on three years so in the middle of the pandemic yes so yeah it, it kind of happened after parents and teachers and administrators started reaching out with questions that they had about technology and um, myself I, I've got two co-founders too and uh, we're, we're all kind of techie um, and and reliable I guess where parents wanted to reach out and get our input so like, was this a personal reach out or were you working for a company where people, well, wait, let's talk about where Brock has worked. Cause like oh. my previous job, like oh, this you... is the one. Yes. Wait, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you have any random previous jobs that are like actually embarrassing at this point? Not in, I have not been on a poll. So that no, would be. No, I mean, not like shame. <laughs> not, oh God, up, not, up not too that much people okay. probably not under, yeah, you have not believing me. Yeah. My yes. craziest job was um, I used to work for Life Gift. So we used to, I used to harvest oh, organs. That's great. Within, the, not a live donor, but within the first 24 hours. So that's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm like that person. So it's a weird one, but not embarrassing. I used to be the top saleswoman at Master Chimney Sweepers. M Master what? Like Chimney Chim Sweeper. Chimney, Chim yes. Chimney wow. in Boston. So I would call and be like, do you need your gutters? Or what is it? The chimney? Whatever. Anyway. So that Brock, explains awesome. everything. This right. is Mary Poppins. Brock. Brock. <laughs> Brock's history came from the White House. He's worked at SpaceX. So he worked with President Bush. 
You've worked with Elon Musk. While we were talking about chimney sweeping back in Boston, you were like at the Oval Office. You were like <laughs> smashing with Elon, it. hanging out with yeah. Elon. I was clubbing. Yeah. She was being Mary Poppins, and like, you were actually crazy. doing something relative to the world. No, I, it, yeah, for, first job out of college, went to Texas A&M, so oh. big Aggie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spent time in the Office of Management and Budget, and kind of focused on a little bit of a national security portfolio, looking at adversarial nations and their, and their impact on our, kind of our education system. Amazing. And then kind economic of got... Economic zones, did you work on economic zones? A little bit, a little okay. bit. Um, but then kind of got tired of the polarization that D.C., shockingly had and found my way to, to SpaceX and worked in Brownsville and uh, learned a lot. So. And so your goal was to answer these questions that were coming in. And in doing that, you brought on Mr. Joshua. Hey, hey. Who, yes. when you go on sort of the platform right now, you know, you are a lot of the content in terms of content creation. And that's your background, it seems like. Yeah. So my... My background was on social media strategy, okay. so specifically YouTube. Um, so working a lot with YouTube channels, brands, thinking about positioning. How YouTube the company more. or YouTube personal channels? YouTube personal. Channel. YouTube yeah. corporate. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and so I like to say the more time I spent there, the more I realized how much YouTube, among other platforms, are designed to to reel our kids in and keep them hooked. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's what they do. That's how they make money. So um, when Brock, Brock and I met at the White House, I was, we were both interning. And then um, he, he reached out and it just, it just felt right. I'm like, hey, you know, I've spent time doing this. And to be able to kind of help parents, help educators, because we see a clear divide in what, what they think they know and what they might actually know. And that clear divide, it's like parting water. <laughs> it's There's like a big sand space yeah, it's, in between. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's. No, go ahead. I, w I feel like I interrupted you. Oh, no, I, I, it's exactly it. I mean, we see, uh, like, w when we talk to students and hear, you know, what they're actually doing on technology, you know, honest, in, in honest ways. And then you talk to parents. It's like a lot of parents have no idea. When I handed my child that iPhone with no restrictions or that video game, and, and you know, they, they play it for a couple hours here and there, they didn't fully realize, you know, what they actually handed over the keys to. Um, so that's where we come in. Which, by the way, YouTube or any of the social media platforms, wanting to reel people in and keep them hooked is their job, yeah, right? that's how they make money. That's how they make money. Simple now, reeling them into the right content that's age-appropriate is a completely different mission that they should all socially be responsible for. Are we right? Yeah. I think in light of, what, the past couple weeks yeah. with the Senate Judiciary hearing, Let's go there. I mean, I wanted to start actually with sort of the landscape of, you know, what we're all kind of looking at, which is parents are not, a lot of us, I mean, it depends on the age, of course, but a lot of us are not true digital natives. And some of us, the younger parents, we are a bit more. Um, go, managing this space, we just don't really understand with kids who inherently understand it and pick it up with with ease and, you know, adaptability it, right? and they can connect with anyone, anywhere. So that that creates this this foundational issue. So when parents come to you, what are they, what are they, I guess my question is they're coming to you for answers or your your goal is to push answers out in hopes that parents and schools come across it? We, both, really. Both, both. absolutely. I, I think our users right now, we've got two types. You've got the very proactive parent that- <laughs> Helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 
That, Tiger Mother, helicopter, yeah, lots of words. We probably, probably don't even need to be on our platform yeah. to begin with. But It's so good, though, that they yeah. are. Yeah, and they, they look at all the content, whether their kid is on Roblox or Minecraft or Fortnite or has an iPhone or not. Uh, and then we've got the other kind, that the more reactionary parents. So they realize, oh, their daughter has an issue with Snapchat, and so they watch our content. Those are the oh parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the helicopter yeah. to the, the... Damage control. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and they get the information that we've got, the conversation starters that they can have with their children about yeah. whatever platform it is, and then they move on to the, the, the next app. Their son won't quit doing dumb TikTok dances or, or whatever. And so. so you guys are going almost app by app, giving yeah. parents the tools and, and kind of alerting them to what's good and what's bad in this space. Mm -hmm. You're going app by app and saying you should have these settings. You should be looking at it this way. You yeah. should... I think where where your book would set up the key concepts, um, we kind of look more, get a little more in the weeds. And we're looking at the specific platforms, the specific trends. You know, what's trending on this platform? Uh, you know, what do you need to know about it? And, and you know, how is your child engaging with it? So that, that's what we're looking at. But also... And, and we're actually in the platforms, like walking them through yeah. how to put... We, we the show them what we're place. talking about. Do so you have like big um, webinars that kind of walk them, everybody through? So a lot of it's like on-demand content. Think YouTube, Netflix. Um, but a part that we're building out is more webinars where like, hey, join us live. We're talking about X, whatever that platform is. Yeah. So the never-ending question I get, mm -hmm. let me ask you, what yeah. age do you start talking to your kids about? I call it online safety to me. Big, big, big yeah. bucket. Gaming, being online, apps, Oof. social media. What age? The moment you hand it to them. Okay. And uh, beforehand. So yeah. Before. Like, but I mean, hand what to them? If you're going to hand your child, a two-year-old child, a phone, and it's not going to be a stupid device that only does an app that like talks about ABCs, mm -hmm. if you're going to have, if it's going to have any Wi-Fi access, any access to social media apps that connect outside that, what that small little function, then you need to start having the conversation, or you don't need to do it. Yeah, and see, our perspective is more limited because we're not parents. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm married, and my wife is a teacher, so she's in the classroom, so I hear that side of it. Um, yeah, I think. As soon as you can, because um, in today's world, even if you don't hand it to them, even if you have the most restrictive rules at home, they're going to go to a friend's house. I have Josh. They're going to go to school. I love what you're saying, and it's like everybody yeah. stop and listen to what you're saying. It's the truth. Yeah, because yeah. we talk to so many families that are like, "Well, I this is so valuable, but I, we're not getting a phone until they're seventh grade, so this doesn't apply to us." And I'm like, "Well, I'm with Jen. Okay, I'm I like, agree they, with you. But you gave them an iPad in first grade, yeah. right? Right? Or and they have all, all their friends, and you give them your phones when you're out to dinner, yeah. right? How, How many parents have you heard say, "Oh, it, this technology is so amazing." My kid's so smart. I gave her an iPad and she knew how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Ah! I know. But congratulations. Like, like, for example, a, a young woman that I, Kendall, right, who I, who I was like one of my daughters, her little one, Ivy, like knows how to work the iPad. But there's this one button that she's allowed to push. Everything else is turned off. Yeah. But, but like, no, 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 Ivy, you can't push that button. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. at two years old, you have to start this conversation. And I agree, even before you put it in their hand. Well, and I feel like the data is what really gets parents to to kind of realize that there there's a big issue that we need to. I mean, kids who spend three or more hours a day on social media face double the risk of depression and anxiety. Um, oh, the the porn number. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the porn number. The the average no, the age of yeah, the average we, age we of introduction. It was younger. You yeah. said fifteen or twelve. Twelve. We see it no, as eight. 
Well, even one of our one of our partners, Covenant Eyes, they yeah. talk about it, yeah. it being a lot lower. So every researcher has an opinion. The point is, it's young. Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of those we found um, who first encounter it weren't seeking it out. Yes, exactly. Um, so that comes back to the point of, hey, equip your students before you think they need it. Because if you're afraid of being the first person to bring up a topic or introduce them to something, odds are they've probably heard about it at school. It's, or pro yeah. they, they might have, you know, so. Yeah. You know, I have a question for you, Mark. So it's kind of dual fold. So I was in um, the last administration's office whenever we passed FOSTA-SESTA, right? So we, uh, Texas had a huge influence on that. We got survivors of, of trafficking to go up there, worked with Congresswoman Ann Wagner to help pass mm -hmm. the FOSTA bill. It was huge. Went to the Oval Office to watch it get signed. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Now, FOSTA-SESTA basically said that we could hold web platforms criminally and civilly responsible when they knowingly know that women, that children are being trafficked, minors are being trafficked for sex on their platforms, right? That means like Craigslist, if they, un, if they knowingly knew, if they were scouring yeah. their yeah. platform and they saw that that was happening, if they did nothing, we could, the survivors could civilly uh, mm -hmm. restitution yeah. and cr increase criminal prosecution. It was huge. But we also have some unknowingly <laughs> that we know technology, your former, uh, employer X, right, could uh, find the unknowingly stuff and scour that and bring it up to light and then go do something about it with the, with law enforcement. Now, let me try that. Right now, if I were, if I own TikTok or Instagram, all the, I would be coming to y'all and say, partner with me now. I want to save the world's children from sexual exploitation. Are they knocking down your doors, Instagram, TikTok, X, Twitter? No. No. Well, first of all, is there real even civil we, and criminal liability? Huh? And that was the whole point oh, of the Senate hearings. there's cases going. Yeah, it's... Communications Decency Act. When, when, so I'm a CTO. Yeah. I've been for oil and gas and for construction now. When, when the internet was created, am I say by Al Gore? Just kidding. <laughs> when the internet was created, I'm going to get so canceled. Um, when cancel the internet was created, canceled, right? Oh, sorry. The cancel culture has been canceled. It's been canceled. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Done. It's over. So when the internet was created, right? We we wanted to share information, right? Yeah. We didn't expect that we would be selling women, children, boys, men, girls online for sex, mm -hmm. right? And a whole host of other things. And so we created CDA 2000 so that we couldn't censor a form of communication and knowledge. Which look at books. We don't like books to get not censored yeah. in some sense, right? It was along those lines. That's what CDA 230 did. When we realized everybody was being exploited online, what do we do? We put in FOSTA-SESTA. We passed it both the Senate and the House, and the president signed it so that we could close those loops. But it was about knowingly knowing that it was out there, and then there's this unknowingly piece that's still the biggest gap. Yeah. Right. What is your opinion about that? What do we need to do? Well, I think so many, the companies hide behind the algorithm. That's the word. It's... Um, because the algorithms control what we see on these platforms and no their intellectual property no company will share how they determine that algorithm and so the the, the challenge today is um a, a lot of these platforms um, you know they've set up their algorithms to, they're self-sustaining they work on their own and so the algorithm is introducing things like like what you're saying uh, what's the solution is it dictating algorithm is it is it more responsibility on the platform? Is it a combination? Um, oh, I wish I knew. You're looking at Brock well, and you, you look you like you said, don't know the answer. But, so you uh. started to say, are these companies reaching out to you to work with you? Which the, I mean, the... We've connected with yeah, some, but not. We, we've reached out to them because we think it's smart yeah. to have at least a com communicative yeah. relationship with them, but 
Like, are they breaking our doors down? And, and we still grill them the next week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they probably don't love us. Yeah. Well, um, and then I go back to there's this myth that like, well, the platforms, you know, even we saw this morning in your presentation, hmm. you know, they're not that bad, right? When hmm. the kids were answering your questions, they're not. Yeah. That bad. I wish our parents knew they weren't that bad. No, they are that bad. Yeah. And um, there's no obligation for them to have parent monitoring. They ha they decide they self-govern and yeah. self-regulate. Do you do you think? Like these parents think, well, they maybe they aren't bad. How bad are they? Yeah, no, that, and I think that's a constant battle. And I mean, there are like the state of Arkansas, uh, Governor Sanders, uh, she was recommending kind of a parent consent bill, which made it where if their kid, if someone's kid was going to get on social media, they would have to get their parents' consent to to sign up. Yeah. Through the device? Wasn't it through the device? Through the Read device. the device bill. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the bigger issue that I talked to their team on was, well, if parents don't know the good, the bad, the ugly about the platform, yes. why would they ever yeah. say no? Of course yeah. you can have that. Got yeah. it. So, so you're exposing that? Yeah. So, and, and for me, I feel like I don't trust that policy is going to change. Yeah. I don't trust the companies to, to, put, to move fast on anything. Mm. And so that's why we're working as hard as we can to not only empower parents to be more involved and engaged in what their kids are doing online, but also uh, through a digital citizenship curriculum for in-the-classroom instruction yeah. and building these core foundations of, of taking advantage of all the good that technology has, mm -hmm. but also here's what you need to look out for and here's how you can create the safer community online. We need, and as we've said this before, is we need the next Mothers Against Drunk Driving. It changed yeah, the culture. Yeah. And we need, a, we need that type of cultural change, not just policy, but just the next generation started taking Uber instead of driving drunk and killing their friends. Mm -hmm. And I think parents are stepping up. It's just this is a beast. Yeah. And they, they own so much of the, they, they own so much of the way we communicate and think and, and even political offices run. Like you yeah. talk to some of their surviving families, you know, you guys were, I don't know if you were at the Senate hearing, but you talked to some of those families. We mm -hmm. have talked to some of them at length and we'll have some of them on the podcast next week. They said, we go talk to these families. We have pictures of our children who have died because of the platforms. And you can look back at the representative and you know that they're thinking, but I need these platforms to what I'm not going to regulate. I'm not going to. That's scary. Yeah. Their powers, unlike anything we've ever seen, people compare it to the NRA and guns, and well, we'll never have gun changes and gun laws. Yeah, and, and the irony is, even we use the platforms. We well, try to use them the, in a positive way to get our message the hard out. Thing for me, but that's the avenue we use because yeah. that's where most people are. I, this is like the per, a personal sort of like yeah. statement for me. I I always say technology is not all bad. Yeah. Our kids need it. We're never going to live in a world that is absent of technology and if you're in a house where you think you've removed it you're really in a house where your kids are on it alone that's what that means that's it if you're, if you're in a house where you think you've, you've removed it by taking their phone and monitoring every single step you're not so smart yeah, yeah they're they're, they're on it they're, they're on not it. happening they're on it they're it's on it at school they're on it we, we have one school district that said you know well we use the chromebooks and they're super secure and the parents are wait till eight and all this stuff yep. well the kids went on the chromebook and typed in the search engine punctuation yep. a series of of um mm -hmm you know, number sign, whatever, and accessed whatever they wanted and nobody. Yeah. So, but my problem is it's using the platforms for good. I think it's like a catch 22, but I do think we have to do it. Like, but it's hard to say, like, we hate the technology, but we're going to use it. 
Yeah. You know, like it's weird, but it's, it's not weird. It's a fine line. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so your number one thing is providing content. Let me make sure I make this really clear so every parent can hear and then go to their sites. Yeah. <laughs> You're basically, and then I'm going to call it the social media channels in just a minute, but let me do this first. So your content is saying, hey, this is a deep dive into each one of these social media channels, these types of apps. Know this, look at this, set this, handle it this way. And then, but your target audience is parents, teachers, the adults, basically, in a child's life. Is that correct? Yeah. And, and then, then you're going to hand, you're, you are or are still having live sessions so they can click through. Because, I mean, I, like my mom can't still use her cell phone and it's a flip. So, so yeah. there. But, and on that, though. Can't. Cannot. <laughs> when, when we first started Parent ProTech, one of my co-founders, he's got like a 93-year-old grandmother. And when she could finally watch the content and navigate Snapchat or whatever platform it was, then we made it live. So, so that's kind of the, the foundational base. That's, actually, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's so great. And, and we, yeah. we try to meet parents where they are. Because yeah. some come from that background. And then others, they're like, hey, I use it. I, I know what it's about. But I, I don't know the trends. I don't know the privacy settings, the, the family center, those kind of things. Um, so it's, it's, it's the videos, that, that the content. So we have guides. We have videos that meet them where they're at, covering social media, AI, streaming, Gaming. Gaming. I mean, the list goes on. And our, our approach in that has been let's bring alongside experts in each category. Um, so, you know, my background's social media. I'm not going to try to talk to you about Roblox because yeah. that's just not my area. I do not know a lot about Minecraft, Roblox, Fortnite. Discord. You know, I don't play games. Yeah, yeah. but video games. But, um, but social media is more my area. So, so we have that. And then in the classroom, it's curriculum. We're trying to uh, think about, you know, what conversations to students, to teachers, how can they bring this into the classroom? You know, what do you need to know before you're on technology? And then after you are, even like we just talked about in the conference, digital footprint, you know, are you thinking about, are you intentional when you're sharing? Yeah, you talk about this in your book yeah. too, yeah. Um, and then the third piece that we focus on is our newsletter. So that's where we're tracking when these big updates happen. Here's what you need to know about. Um, because the, the challenging reality of what we do is it's constantly evolving. Yes. And, you know, every time we release a video, we realize that in a month, a week, a six, six months, there's going to be a, a new version, a new update. And how do we stay on top of that? So that's the newsletter is like our first line of defense for, for when updates are issued. We're trying to stay on top. So, guys, I have a question for you. What does success look like for you in the average family using pro, Parent ProTech? What does success look like? I mean, I, I think based off of conversations we have with families out of everything, and like you mentioned in the beginning, yeah. their number one anxiety revolves around battling this tech battle that they find themselves in. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think a lot of it is tied to the knowledge and information about whatever platform. And so I think for me, I, I, my goal is to make sure that as many of these resources are readily available for them that way, when they have a million things on their to-do list, that they can go somewhere really easily, mm -hmm. get the content in their preferred language, and then move on yeah. to the other million things on their to-do list. And in, in a more granular sense, too, we've started even doing more consulting with families individually. Um, because no, no home, no environment is the same when it comes to this. You know, some have phones, iPads, games, computers. Others just have a phone. Others just have games. So... Um, even recently, we had a, a principal reach out to us, or even a superintendent re reach out, 
uh, they had a particular student who was getting into trouble at home and school um, on a Chromebook and on a phone and iPad at home. And so we were able to, to sit down with that mom and kind of walk through, okay, let's look at what you've already done. Yeah. And then let's look at, there were some clear gaps. And so we were, you know, her son probably hates us now, <laughs> but we were able to. And I met with the son too. Yeah. But, but I think we had scheduled like 30 minutes with her, but we ended up going like two hours. Yeah. But, but we were able to close up some major gaps, yeah. like looking at platforms like OnlyFans yeah. that he was, was looking so at. So wait, when you say close the gaps, were you shutting it down so he couldn't view it or, or getting him to understand he shouldn't view it? So, so uh, yeah. both. But her son was very clever, um, as a lot of students are. How yeah. old was he? I'm sorry. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. This is like 80% of the and kids are this clever. He spent a lot of time. Um, even in talking to the mom more and more, we realized he was spending ten, 10 years old. a substantial amount of his day when not at school, and especially on weekends, he was on the device. And so um, when we talked with her, we realized that he had gotten into his mom's phone where she had set up parental controls and enabled a, a couple specific websites that he could always have access to, that they would kind of trump the, the restrictions that she had set up. And one of them was an adult um, chatting site, which you can use your imagination. This is, this, oh, this I is, can tell you stories. Yeah. Yep. The second was uh, OnlyFans. So a place for subscription-based, typically adult content. Um, and so, you know, she's... Wait, let's just, uh, for for parents, OnlyFans is basically where you can look at people's feet or whatever you pay want. Pay for their feet. Whatever you want. Pay, pay for, for their hands, yeah. their genitalia, everything else, right? Yeah. This is a place where you, pervs go to look yeah. at pictures of other humans, a.k.a. dating or whatever you want to oh, do. Anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. And and that was a big thing we noticed though. She didn't know what OnlyFans was. And yeah, so Yeah. Yeah, to her it's OnlyFans, you know, this yeah. could be sport. Could be sport. I'm 100%. watching the, the Chiefs as my kids say Taylor just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're like, We're so happy Taylor just won I the mean, Super Bowl. I mean, can we get Taylor to like, like be like parent protect? I know. Front. Front. I mean, that's goodness, Taylor, Travis, to come here yeah. and help these people help because they speaking to our children all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally... They, they own sorry, the conversation. Totally yeah. 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 I mean, if I look... And, and what you're saying about these kids being online, I, I pulled up this, this little thing on the front of your... If you have an iPhone. I've been on social... I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get on to check what's going on, right? An hour and 30 minutes already. And what time are we at? I'm at 10, 18. And give them an hour you were talking about today. What were you saying about screen time? You were saying... Well, the average... Um, and this is from Common Sense Media, so a very reputable organization doing research. They found uh, the average U.S. teen spending about eight and a half hours on their screens for entertainment. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, the asterisk there. It's it's not that this is not including the productive time or educational time. This is eight and a half hours just for fun. This is social media. This is entertainment. This is video games. Um, and that's They're not and doing that's the, the average. In their room. And that's the average. Yeah. yeah. And then you said, I've read five hours, but you, you gave a different number, um, three hours, I believe you said. I don't remember what you said now. It will, will link to depression. Oh, yes. The, the, um, the research found that uh, those who spend three or more hours on social media um, face double the risk of anxiety and depression. Um, and you've already been on for an hour and a half hours. before. Before I mean, I have anxiety I sometimes. Well, maybe <laughs> I, I can walking. really know. Oh, well, I mean, from personal experience, I know the days when I am inundated because, you know, it's our job to stay up to date with these. So I, like, download them, check them, then delete them. Because I, I just, the apps, the social media apps. Because I, I just get too 
too addicted. Um, I know myself, and and even for me, you know, the days where I'm trying to do a lot of research, look at them, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I got to get I get addicted I get to the muckety muck. Like, I, if I see something negative happening to another human being, I'm like, okay, how do I fix that? I'm like, oh, stay in your lane. You can't fix that. Yeah. Like, you have to talk yourself out of wanting to help people because you see such negativity. Uh-huh. I wish we could turn back time. Like, it's just, I feel so bad that our kids are being raised in this world where Look, they I like electricity think. and AC. We can't. <laughs> I like I electricity and AC. I know. But I mean, <laughs> I wish we could just, like, I hate that they're fighting all this. And yeah. even just this weekend, Super Bowl and I don't know what else. I had to tell my kids, there's this conversation, obviously Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all that stuff. And then who had who had who in the booths and whatever. And I have three teens, mm-hmm. girls. Mm-hmm. And then there was a whole conversation about I Spice. Is she a Satan worshiper? And I was like, girls, I don't want you to ever, like, I know the access is there and you have it. And I can tell you what to do, not to do. You're going to, you have to govern on your own to some degree. And that's my whole part of my theory. But um giving them foundation, but I don't want you to go down the rabbit holes of what does it mean when we say I spice is a Satan worshiper. I don't want you to see it. Yeah. Curiosity, come to me. I know you can go to it, but I don't want you to see this. But you have to have that conversation I once they ask. I started at five years old talking to my kids, yeah, yeah. but about a whole host of things, like from from everything you could imagine. Yeah. You know, I started at five. I kind of feel like the, the conversation starters is almost the most important part of the entire yeah. equation. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it catapults you into a yeah. conversation. Um, like, like, do you see the conversation about where pe- people, Ed's, Jed's, and whatever, talking about Taylor being involved in football now? And what? And I'm like, you're degrading the woman for just enjoying watching, you know, her boyfriend play football. Like, that's just, like, it, that's a yet again negative. I'm like, why? Why can't we just be and, nice? But and a random thing I do, I want to tell you guys. Yeah. So you were, we were, one of the questions we got today, or you got today, was how do you sort of reset the algorithms? Because you went into detail yeah. about how the algorithms sort of, you know, we, we talked about that um, WSJ study and they made the bots and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I do on my kids' phones every once yeah. in a while is I take the phone and start doing my own searches. Mm-hmm. Like how to be a good friend. Um, <laughs> cute puppy video. Oh, so you can so kind of reset the algorithm. the algorithm. I'm rigging it because I know good. I know that they can go on and say don't want to see this good. video, but That's they may good. not do that. I also take my husband's phone and I'm like, how to show your wife you love her? <laughs> how to <laughs> get your wife? And I go on every time. Like, Rami, Rami, you're being duped. Yeah. And being duped. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, interesting. You got me the exact gift I wanted. So strange. <laughs> um, no, because it started showing up. I don't know. But I do it with my kids a lot. Yeah. I take their gadgets a lot and enter positive searches or like. For me, like I like a lot of maybe religious Christian content yeah. on their phones. And then all of a sudden they'll be sharing verses because they're like, oh, I have my For You page is all Christian. is for us, like yeah. for us religion. Yeah. So, okay. Question though, and kind of ties to our, 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 our end panel. debate. How, how did you create that relationship where you could take the... The phone and the guest. You answer when, first because I started when you're they were Mary five. Yeah. Say that again. I started when they were five, and I okay. said, "Listen, very soft, like under sort of." And then by eight, I really layered it on, mm-hmm. and then I share good and bad. I will Google like trending funny videos for eleven-year-old girls, and then when my daughter gets in the car, I'm like, "Did you see this? It was hysterical." She's like, "You saw it?" I'm like, "Yes, I love it. It's great." So it was, and then I'd show Mary Poppins. Ten, I'd, and then I'd show it a scary story. I'd yeah. say, "Look at this eleven-year-old girl who." thought she was on Roblox or whatever game. And so they trust me and I don't want to take it from them. The way I did it, which is completely, our personalities are completely different, but the way I did, but very same thinking, but so similar. I was not, I was hell to raise in middle school and high school and God 
rest my soul, my father's soul, he's like up in heaven going like this. <laughs> and my mother is probably like, yeah. Like, but I literally told my children the that I did that was wrong yeah. when I was in middle school and high school. And then, and then their father was just as bad. So I was like, and guess what he did? Mm. Like I became relative. I'm like, look, I'm not perfect. I didn't get straight A's. I didn't follow the path. I didn't finish college. I didn't do the things that my parents told me to do. So I did it to relate to them. Like I'm not perfect and I make mistakes even today, but, but, but this is what my experience. And so I became where I, I wasn't this like, I, I, I'm not Mary Poppins and, and Maureen has done things. She's made mistakes too, but everybody knows she's Mary Poppins. But well, I, can, I, I, nobody knows that. You no, just named me that today. I know, I know, but, chimney but, I'm, but you are, but, circle. You're, but the thing is they can, your, your children, your girls look at you and you're like, mom's pretty, like she followed the path. She was, she was a really good girl, but your kids know if you weren't a good kid. So don't try to fake that. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, I think what you're both illustrating is is you had the conversations yeah. while they might have looked at ways. you know you're, yeah. yeah you're having the conversation you're building that trust you're being vulnerable hey this is where I missed the mark um, and I think if if a parent comes to, to what we do you know at a community event uh, that comes to our platform and if all they take away is hey I'm going to set up these restrictions and lock down their device they're completely the missing mark. the mark totally like agree. At, you know yeah you can use restrictions but at the end of the day I think that's one of the last things you should be doing. It's important, but, but it's yeah. it's later. Yeah. Let's start with you know the conversation. That's building a stop the stopgap at the, the end. Foundation. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You got no that, other that's, choice. Yeah, that's the hard barrier at yeah. the very end. Um, but there's so much more that needs to happen before that. Totally agree. We had a debate wrapping up, and we'll have to wrap this up in. in what a is few debate minutes. or revolt? Did we I had a discussion. Revolt? Well, when we were wrapping up the parent protect conversation, Joshua, we were um, we we started talking about should parents be checking, I don't know how it came up, but should parents be checking their children's phones? Yes. And, you know, Jen was, a, Jen kind of made the question, or raised the question, like, does that lose trust? If your kids feel like you're going to constantly be checking their phones, and I, my theory was they should have no expectation of privacy. What was your, what was your final answer? But can I say, wait, before you answer, because then I want you to give perspective on this. Yeah. I think it's a combination of all. One, the, the beginning, your your kids should know, I'm buying you this device. I'm You, this is not a privacy device, right? Yeah. I agree with you 100%, hmm. right? But I also would say that in different stages of their lives, two to five, if you're going to put the digital equipment, yes, you should be monitoring every history, everything, right? Hmm. Then you go five to in elementary, middle school. Like there's got to be relevant pieces. And that whole time, you're building trust. Yeah. You're building more conversation. Freedom, more responsibility. If you are okay here, let me open this up for you. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, have you ever heard of this? And I think you should look into it. It's called love and logic parenting. Love and logic. Love and logic parenting. It's where you're giving your child choices. This option has a good outcome. This option mm -hmm. has a not so good outcome. If you're having those types of conversations, mm -hmm. then you're building that trust. So I think it's a combination of both. But if your child knows that everything you're doing is looking through that every single night to the nth degree, well, I don't think you can. I promise look you, they're going it. to their friends. I don't think you can look through it. There, there's no way. But I don't think they should ever have the expectation that I agree. you won't look through yeah. it. I agree. Yeah. Okay. That's now true. respond on what we've said. You're the experts. You want to begin? You want me to? I, I can take a stab. Okay. I'd say, and I think this is where our team at Parent Protect, we're, we're a younger team. And yeah. so only a few years ago, we were the ones that were not too happy when our parents grabbed our phone. Yeah. Um, Are you saying we're not the same age? <laughs> yeah. 
No, we're a little older <laughs> yeah, than you yeah. two. <laughs> Good answer. My favorite. But I, I feel like you're exactly right on the balance of it all. And I know so many kids that I grew up with that had the very restrictive parents that once they got to college, they were yeah, crazy, yeah. wild. Yes. Um, uh, one of them being me, obviously. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Total. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so I, I think yeah. the, the building trust as you go and mm -hmm. enter into each new stage being so important. And, and we found, and we partner with a lot of organizations where there are practical tech devices that are designed with this in mind. And that's something a lot of families don't even know about. Like, I'm oh, like, like a phone for this age. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. Like if you're giving your 12-year-old an iPhone with no restrictions, you know, that's that's probably not the best place to start. But there are phones, like you mentioned, Bark, like where, hey, it, and I like Bark's approach in that um, the parent can't see every message mm -hmm. and can't scan everything, but they have an AI that's scanning for, you know, whether it's suicidal yes. ideation. Yes. This is not sponsored by Bark, but, yeah, you know, no, whatever it is. And it's not just words. It's actually a combination of words, yeah. what yeah. that means for and potential they will, suicide. they will alert the parent, so then the parent can go have the conversation. So I think that's it's it's the marrying of some restriction but simultaneously with have the conversation you know being yeah. intentional about that piece is a lot more important and i do want to say on the device standpoint that of out of all the companies in the tech realm apple has been the most open and we meet with them the most out of the majority yep. of these companies yeah. so and they uh, have a lot of parental controls that parents don't know don't about. even know yeah. about and don't, don't use, don't so. use. There, there's a couple things I want to say about that. One is when it comes, though, we talked about this on our last podcast, the neurodiverse, all bets are off. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I think you should be scouring and learning all the settings you have for the neurodiverse, the neurodiverse community. Because they're not able to conjugate exactly what some intentions or inferences are, references. Mm -hmm. So when you have someone that's not diverse, you have to gauge, I think you need more throughout almost the entire life, even into adulthood, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I want to make that, that uh, kind of change there. The other thing I would say is, what if you had the three things that you would tell a parent to do right now mm. that that they're not, they're just three things. What are the top three things you would have them do right now? Yeah. And we're going to wrap up with it. because Yeah. I yeah. I would say, look at your own screen time. Look at your own screen habits. Um, are, are you using your device up until bed? Are you pulling it out at the table? Are, you know, are you putting your family off to send emails? And, you know, we all do it. I've done it. But think about it. Um, I would say, um, oh, I had it, and then it ran away. Um, your own screen time. And then it's the conversations. It's building that trust. Um, like in our resources, we end with conversation starters. Be intentional about, you know, if your child loves Roblox, loves Instagram, loves Snapchat, try to talk to them about why they love it. What do they love about it? What are they using it for? Try or, to learn some of the trends. Or if it's a game, actually sit with them or play with them. Yeah. And, and like, oh, I have to play video games. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, and, and we've seen and heard multiple stories. I mean, you know, students will open up and respond to that. If they feel like there's some effort, you know, of the parent, not just trying to learn so that they can restrict them, but learn like, hey, you're my child. I love you. I want to know how you tick so I can parent, you know, or how you click. What, what makes yeah. you, you know, what do you love? But, and, and if not us as the parent, find someone that looks young and cool yeah. like you <laughs> to be the champion. What if I said that's why is make sure you're partnering with Parent Protect. Uh, that's our or strategy. making sure you have a champion, too, that no, that I kid agree. can talk to you to have that conversation if it's not you, if the relationship is dead. And, and really quick, the la last number three, I think, is I mentioned earlier 
the lack of trust that I have in policy and the companies that make change, but yeah. and how slow that process is, but but don't give up. But act and call your representative, call your senator, and and maybe we can we we can make a difference. Yeah. Wait, call to action. So let's name them: Instagram, TikTok, yeah, Discord, Snapchat, Roblox, Snapchat, YouTube, X, Facebook. YouTube. Kids aren't really on Facebook. YouTube. Facebook, all of these organizations, you are, if you want to really care about ESG to be socially, the S in ESG mm. is socially responsible and accountable, please call Parent Protect or we might have to picket you. Yeah. Guys, thank and you revolt. so much for being with us today. This is wonderful. It's an honor. It's it, the best. Yeah. And uh, I would encourage everybody to follow you, sign up, see, get involved. Every parent can get involved. Mm -hmm. Every parent can do something. Mm -hmm. You can do it today. Thank you, guys. We'll catch everybody else on The Balanced Voice next week. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's Balanced Conversation. You can find real solutions and tangible resources in our show notes at thebalancevoicepodcast.com. To join the conversation, follow us on Instagram at thebalancevoicepodcast and on Twitter at balancevoice underscore. Stay up to date on Runya's work by following her at The Runya Report. And we can't wait to see you next week for another Balanced Conversation.